can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good. You have entered an all-new auditory experience for the 21st century. Entry, entry, entry. It is the dawn of a newish millennia. The streets run thick with the blood of... Street racers. (laughs) Raspberry (laughs) seltzers. White claws pop like gunshots on the... (laughs) And through it all, the controller plays his puppets. (laughs) What's his name? The director? I I never remember who's in this movie. Oh yeah, the director. The director. I think they call him the director. All yeah. right, I blew the bet. It's fine. That's good. We don't have we don't tolerate any bits on this podcast anyway. Um, <laughs> my name is Nick Nocera, obviously. Daryl Wong, yeah. your co-host. We are. Uh, Bro, I'm tired. I just woke up from a nap. You took a, you took a pre-pod nap? I took a pre-pod. It needed to happen. <laughs> I did hot yoga at 8 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. Took it all out of me. Every yeah. ounce of salt in my body was sucked out of me. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything in like the um, before nap? Post-yoga before nap? You had a Gatorade? Yeah. Did you refuel at all? No, I didn't. No, I went. I went to look at a car that I might buy. Another car? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I will talk about it, but I need it to have, go through before I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, went to the hardware store, trying to do some things around my new house. Mm-hmm. Where else did I go? I had some lunch. Had a hot. I had a spicy Korean stew for lunch. This is just my day. This pot is just my day now. <laughs> What's happening in my day? It was good. It was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. They have. Uh, they have a nice selection of Korean food in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. There's some good spots. This place was like a very decent like lunch spot. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like very cash, but they brought out a tray with the stew. I don't know the Korean name for it. I'm sorry. Um, but it was like stringy beef and vermicelli noodles and egg and spicy stuff. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. And then they had a bunch of those appetizers they put out. Very nice. It was great. Tell about those. Um, they they're not sardines, but those. Crispy, those crispy fish, those mm, baby, the crispy baby fish crispies. Are those are my I, favorite. I didn't have the crispy fish, but I did have the, like the sort of like soy sauce marinated. It's either like it's like a fish cube or something. I don't, I don't quite know what it is. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. The potatoes good. The kimchi was delicious. All that stuff. Very this nice. is not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast, Daryl. Always get me going off track like this. The point of this podcast is 
to watch a Fast and Furious movie every week and talk about it. That's what we're supposed to do. We haven't been doing a very good job of that lately, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, we've, been wa- we've been watching. We've been, we've been doing 50% of the work here, which is watching those movies. Yeah, I'd say about 80% of the work. 80% of the work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We were supposed to have a guest for Hobbs and Shaw, which is the movie we are watching this week, and we're trill trying to get the guest to come on in a later week, but she couldn't make it this week, mm-hmm. correct? All right. That's correct. Did we'll try she, to connect. It was it a late week. cancellation, and she had watched the movie beforehand, or was it an early cancellation, uh, and she Early cancellation, out. no movie watch. Mm-hmm. She is traveling. Hey. You got to do what you got to do. I wouldn't want to be traveling these days. Yeah. Yeah. I think next week, though. Um, but this week, Hobbs and you Shaw. And, me. and we're rating our top five performances in Hobbs and Shaw, which I'm pretty excited for. I you got a good list? I think I have an okay list considering there's about two people in this movie. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, Tough I had a list. Root, yeah. Tough list. I had a pretty routine watch through. I didn't, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a pain in my ass, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the joy of my life either. Yeah. I'm going to spoil my list a little bit. Neither of those two people are on my list. Neither one of those two people are on my <laughs> list either. <laughs> I'm so glad. Because they don't deserve to be. They don't deserve to be. Okay? They don't deserve to be. These guys got paid $20 million to do this picture. I don't give a shit. They don't That's need enough. to be on my list. That's enough. Right. That's enough. And they couldn't even hack like a genuine performance out of it. It's They don't need to be on my list. <laughs> All right. So number five. I'm going to start. Number five. Please. Rob Delaney as Agent Loeb, who is the (laughs) American CIA agent who goes (laughs) to, like, collect Shaw and convince him to join the cause. Mm -hmm. He's, like, Mm -hmm. kind of a doofus. Yeah. Cloudy day, sunglasses, sensible shoes. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's him. Uh, I like this guy. He wrote and directed maybe directed he wrote uh or and created a show a tv show that whose name i'm completely fucking forgetting about him meeting a, his wife in london and like accidentally getting her pregnant and having to stay and sort of marry her and do all that sort of stuff hmm. um God, what was that fucking show called? Anyway, he's good in that. He's like got a he's got a huge presence because he's a huge. He's like just an enormous person, uh, and I think he plays that to his strength and uh, comedically. Uh, he's got a deep, funny voice. He's like getting hired to do his Rob Delaney shtick, but it, he doesn't shove it in your face like. Jason Statham doing the Jason Statham thing, or The Rock doing the Rock thing. He's just like. I'm here to do my little thing. I'm a comedian. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to like embody a character in a way that like whatever, but 
here I am doing my thing as a pro. And I'll play it for the scene that it needs to be. There's a reason I'm trusting the writers to know what they, they're doing. I like Rob Delaney. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, number five for me this week is Professor Andreco, played by Eddie Marzal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's good. He's good. He's good. He does particularly well in the face of a flamethrower. Uh, he does. He does. <laughs> That's true. And he also does well behind a flamethrower. Uh, he does. He does. That's true. Eddie Marsden is a good actor. I tried to look at his IMDb, but I didn't really recognize very much. Happy I, go is lucky movie? is the one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Sally Hawkins. He's Got she's it. good in that. Yeah. It looks like yeah. he's in something called 21 Grams. Is that the one where it's like 21 Grams is the weight of your soul when yeah. you die? <laughs> yeah, that movie's fucking <laughs> terrible. I think Naomi was Naomi Watts is in that movie and Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I'm not yeah. sure. I feel like I watched I feel right. like I may have watched it when I was a teenager and I didn't really understand it Me fully. Too. Yeah, it was. It's not a good movie, though. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's in Alejandro Iñárritu. Alejandro Iñárritu, who directed *Revenant* and *Babel* and *Beautiful*, and did he do *Birdman*? Yeah, *Birdman* in 2014. You've seen that movie with Michael Keaton. Mm, oh, I did see that one. Yeah. I remember um, they do all the tracking. Yeah. Isn't it well, one continuous? Tough. Yes. Not yes. my favorite movie. But no. that's okay. 21 Grams. Who are we talking about? <laughs> uh, Professor Andreco. Oh, Eddie right, right, Marzon. Right. He's good. He's got like... Like I sort of talked about with Ted Levine last week. I think he's the only one in this movie who understands that it's fun. I think The Rock thinks the movie is fun, but, like, treats it like a joke, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you can have fun with your character and sort of go big like Eddie Marsden is doing. He's going huge. But you still have to sort of live and embody a character in a way that's kind of real, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Do you think Jason Statham treats this as a fun movie or he treats no. it as a serious movie and is... I don't know. What that's what makes it feel key. I, I, yeah. I honestly... Jason Statham's career maybe infuriates me more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> is that bad? I mean... So what's his breakout? Transporter? Lock stock. Mm. Yeah, lock stock and two smoking barrels. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did those Guy Ritchie ones. So he was in lock stock and two smoking barrels as the lead. Um, I don't know what he was doing before that. I think he was modeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before that, he was an Olympic diver. Yes. Um. So, Olympic diver, model, lock, stock, two smoking barrels. I'm not sure if he's in Snatch also. I'm pretty sure he's in Snatch. He is. Um, and 
but Snatch is, I feel like, more ensemble, whereas Lockstock is really about Jason Statham's character and his friend, played by Graham. Fuck, I forget this British dude's name. Mm-hmm. He's very good, Stephen Graham. Uh, getting out of trouble, but uh, yeah, then transporter. But like once transporter hits. Once Transporter, like, really when Logstock hits, it's like, oh, bro can play like a Cockney gangster, you know? And he's, like, kind of good and exciting doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once Transporter hits, it's like, oh, bro can only play a Cockney gangster. That's sort of all he's got in the bag. And then you sort of expect, okay, so Transporter... Kind of a hit, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's why I thought it was his yeah. big movie. But They make like Transporter 2 and Transporter 3? I think every, I think maybe the 3, he's not in it. But uh, in my it's eyes... It's like a new Transporter. <laughs> I think like, so. It's it's like like the, didn't they make a Transporter TV show too? Maybe? I think they did. Yeah. Which he's also not in. Yeah. I just or maybe feel like he does once, like the first episode, like Brad... Uh, Bradley Cooper for the Limitless TV show. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay, and then Jason Statham. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. Uh, he's got the Crank series, Crank series also. Yes, which were there only two, <laughs> but I gotta tell you, enjoyed Very both good. of them. <laughs> I enjoyed both of them. <laughs> But you you have this sense as like, all right, bros are one trick pony. Fine. Like, let him make his, like, a bunch of money doing, like, shitty sort of B-roll whatever stuff. Mm-hmm. But he just keeps plowing ahead. It's like, and then it's like Fast and Furious picks him up and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, Fast yeah. and Furious 7, he's getting paid millions of dollars for and eight, and then fucking Hobbs and Shaw. He just like keeps some weaseling his way into these multi-billion-dollar franchises, mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing over he's and over playing, and over again. He yeah. plays the transporter since he started playing the transporter. That's correct. That's all he. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you got range, show it, dog. Like I. You got the airtime to do it. You got the airtime to do it. Now, there is this, like, I th- I'd say you have the, like, sway to be able to find something to do it, right? Like, if Jason Statham wanted to find himself a vehicle to, like, play something off type, I think mm-hmm. he could do it. But, I mean, to be fair to Jason Statham, they are hiring him to do that. You know what I mean? To do not action stuff? Or no, to do, to do his stuff. like transporter bit, you know? Right, right. That's what they're hiring him to do. It's like, what do we need here? Oh, we need the transporter in this movie. Let's get mm-hmm. Jason Statham. He can't cost that much, you know? How much do you think Jason Statham got paid for this movie? Like, if you had to guess. If you had to guess how much Jason Statham got paid for Hobbs and Shaw. $15 million. I would say less. Less. Yeah. 10? 
five? Uh, I would guess around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Why don't I yeah. look it up and you do your number four? Are we only on four? <laughs> We're only on four. <laughs> I like my four. So okay. My four is Mama Hobbs. I guess her name in the movie is Safina. Yes, Safina. Safina. She's played by Lori Pelines Tuisano. I don't know if I've pronounced it correctly. Tuisano, I believe. Tuisano. Tuisano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do we know her Pacifica origins? I do not. I also don't recognize anything else that she's in, but Mm -hmm. I like her character a lot. I like her character a shitload. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost put her on my list. She's probably number six. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, know, I put the normal, tall, white dude over <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I like her. When I think about her in this movie, I think of her holding her um, flip-flop slipper. That's a yeah. Huck it over at uh, Blue yeah. Cobbs over here. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, and she's in control. And, like, I know this isn't saying much, but, like, her scene where they she yells at them to stop arguing is like it works, right? Oh she yeah. Like sells the shit out of it and does a good mm-hmm. job. Yeah, for she, sure. She's the one that ties all the the beefy dudes together. She's what sort of makes that scene work is that yeah. you've got Mama Hobbs there. Um okay, so Turns out, okay, Dwayne got paid twenty. Mm-hmm. This is just reported, so I don't really know. Dwayne got paid twenty. Jason Statham got paid thirteen, which is higher than I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, Idris got paid eight, which is like, if I'm Idris, uh, fucking take that note. No, oh yeah, no question, no question. Yeah. Bro. All right, my number four is Isa Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, how do you pronounce? Is that how you pronounce her name, Isa? I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, as Madam M. Mm. I think, like, we've always theorized there's, like, a bigger chunk of this movie in which she was in it. I still think she is in a dynamic screen presence who walks into the movie and captures everybody's attention, which is a hard thing to do. Mm. Uh, and I think she does a good job at it. And... Uh, that's it, pretty much. She's <laughs> got two scenes, and I like them both. Yeah. yeah. Two of my maybe I'll... favorite scenes in the movie, I might say. <laughs> I, I would agree, but I always forget that those scenes are in the movie. Yep. I think she's there. She holds it. It's, very, it's a very sexy setup. Like, Completely. you and a bunch of lady robbers are there. Very sexy setup. Very great scenes. I forget about them every time I watch the movie. If I had to wildly speculate... I would say that the original movie didn't, as like shot and constructed, didn't have the Samoan pieces in it. Mm. And that the final battle was at the chemical warehouse or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the power plant. And, the and girls that showed up. Her piece was a third dy- like dynamic plot point that had a much larger chunk that went away. Right. So there's like. I 
I think that's probably what happened. And that's why those scenes look so different is because they're like the lasting vestiges of this other piece, you know, divergent mm-hmm. piece of the movie that had, was was going to come together at the end. But it didn't happen. So. Yeah. I, I follow that train of thought. I could definitely see them ha- being set up where Girl Gang could come and save the day at the end instead of having Samoan bro fight and that big yeah, Ford it's advert. Just, it's, I honestly, even especially this watch food, like did not hate the Samoan piece to this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's so isolated. Yeah. It just like feels constructed after the fact to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is Idris Elba as Brixton. Very nice. I think Idris is a good actor. I think Idris picks unbelievably shitty projects. <laughs> I think Idris has probably picked, had like some of the worst record of projects of any actor <laughs> I could name today. Like, if you ask me the name, like, who has just gotten, like, totally train wrecked by his choice of things to do, mm-hmm. it would be Idris Elba. Mm. Right? And yet, like, he's I mean, such a dynamic performer, they keep casting him in tons of stuff. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. I'd like I mean, nothing the, he's done after Luther. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off right as you're about to speak. <laughs> That's okay. I, I, yeah, I like Idris. He is on my list somewhere. Uh. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I when I was trying to think about what else he was in, I I saw him recently in the Thor in the one of the Thor or one of the Marvel movies. I was like, oh, I forgot you were in these. Right. I think he was pretty upset about that situation. Mm-hmm. I think he he sort of took the contract after Luther blew up, uh, which was his BBC show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they sign these people to like seven picture deals, right? And they, he just, I think, was mad that his character kind of got sh- sh- shafted to the side, like had nothing to do, basically. Right. Right, right. Um, but if you look at it, he does like Thor. I mean, seriously, this dude is in fucking nothing. He's in a couple episodes of The Office, right? Then he is in Thor, Ghost Rider, mm. bad. Prometheus, mm-hmm. bad. Pacific Rim, I know. There's people who love this movie, but it's not good, and they shouldn't because it's bad. Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. bad. The other Mandela movie, the not f- fucking Morgan Freeman Mandela movie, Mandela Long Walk to Freedom. Thor 2, I'm just skipping around for the big ones. Obviously, like he does all the Marvel stuff, the Avengers. Then he's in an actual good movie, Beast of No Nation, which was the Netflix movie about um, child soldiers in Africa, and he is mm-hmm. amazing in that movie. Uh, he does some voice work in Zootopia, Jungle Book, a movie called Bastille Day. Has anybody heard of that movie? Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, a movie called 100 Streets. No one's heard of that movie either. Mm-hmm. 
Star Trek Three. Think <laughs> 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 he plays the bad guy in that. Uh, the Dark Tower. Who knows? That movie is not a thing. Molly's Game, bad movie. The Mountain Between Us, not a movie anybody's ever heard of. Uh, then again, back to the Marvel Thor, Radigan Rock, and Avengers Endgame. Still doing a couple episodes of Luther. He does this. Oh, yes, lest we forget, one more thing. I'm sorry to bore everybody on the podcast. Turn Up Charlie, which is his <laughs> Netflix show about himself being, being a DJ. A DJ. Wow. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. The dude's yeah. career is insane. <laughs> so, hmm. however, I really like Idris Elba. I think he's an incredibly good actor. And um, I think of the quality of talent in this movie he and, and the performances given, he's actually like... Again, taking this shit seriously. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm for. Um. So my number three. Yeah. Air Marshal Dinkley. Kevin Hart. Uh, Similar. Super fair. In the same way that I forget that. Um. um, I forget that I forgot her name already. Girl, the girl robber is in the movie. I forget her scene. I forget that Kevin Hart. Yeah, Madam Anderson is in this movie. I forget he's in it, but I like his role. So much so that I watched this movie yesterday. And when I sat down to write my list today, I forgot Kevin <laughs> Hart. Was in it. He definitely it. probably would have edged out Rob Delaney for, <laughs> for sure. Kevin Hart should be on this list for sure. He's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I'm having, I don't know how long this swing for my watching of nine is gonna last where i enjoy the kevin hart parts of it like Mm -hmm. i feel like it is gonna change at some point Mm -hmm. right after like maybe cycle 20 or 22 and then all of a sudden i'm like i can't fucking stand in this movie but right now i'm i'm gonna ride it as long as it lasts you know Mm -hmm. i like them Mm -hmm. um and the weird thing about Kevin Hart is even when he's on screen doing his Kevin Hart bit, mm-hmm. he's at least, like, using it to, like, I don't it's hard to explain because, like, he's at least playing off the dynamics of the character that he's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, he's, he's not just playing himself. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not just playing himself though right like he uses right. the mechanics of the character he is like the the air marshal the sort of like lowly cop who wants to be in the big leagues and he's using his he's using that as sort of a springboard to propel his comedy in those like comedic moments in the movie and like sort of the underdog he uses he also uses his height as a real comedic piece Mm-hmm. I think like being like a small dude, you know, where he gets like really punchy and fucking fucked yeah. up, you know. Fun. And he's and he's crouched in between the aisle of the plane. Yeah, he's trying to talk to these bit. two. Yeah. Just yeah, you can see the level in there. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot this round. Kevin Hart. Uh, my number is was that your number two? Kevin Hart is my three. Oh okay. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm excited to see who's number two. Uh, my number two. I got a nick pick. 
Nick Pick is always in the number two slot. I just like gotta elevate somebody who I love mm-hmm. just to the number two spot. It is Cliff Curtis as Jonah Hobbs. Mm-hmm. He's got a couple sweet moments in this movie. <laughs> okay. Cliff Curtis is a phenomenal, classic Modi actor. The dude rocks. And I like the moments in this movie when The Rock is like doing his rock shtick and like has spent the whole movie being right and being The Rock, you know, and like mm-hmm. rolling his eyes at Shaw and being angry. And then he comes back and tries to like do the same thing in Samoa and be like, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's like, bro, you left. While you were gone, I kept everything together. Yeah. And you still owe me apology. So whenever you're ready to deliver that apology, we can be brothers again. Bring it on. Bring it on. Did I maybe elevate Chris Curtis on my list a little bit? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Uh But I don't Uh care anymore. I like Chris Curtis. I enjoy him in this movie. I'm a fan of his work overall. And I'll put him number two on my list. Good. Uh, number two for me, Vanessa Kirby. Oh. <laughs> I'm throwing my headphones across the room. Mm-hmm. No, fuck. Well, I knew who your top two were going to be. Right. But <laughs> that's not right, bro. You can't do that. That's not right. Okay. All right. Justify. No, here's what to do. You got to do. Here's the yeah. switcheroo. You now have to justify not putting Vanessa Kirby in your number one spot. Mm-hmm. I think I think Idris Elba by number one had um, I think he had a harder job to do. I think like because of the because of the failures then, like, being of- sexually attracted to the Rock. There's a harder job to do in this movie. <laughs> there's a tougher, there's a tougher ask of an actress in this yeah. movie than that. I, I think the whole thing is like because uh, Jason Statham and The Rock blew it so hard, such mm-hmm. that they like, it, yeah, they're not allowed to be on the top five list. Mm-hmm. Well, I think about who has to hold the movie together, and I thought about putting Vanessa Kirby up there, but without a formidable bad guy, yeah. I don't think. The movie would have made sense. This at is all. a good argument. So the formidable bad guy character played by Idris Elba mm-hmm. is what holds this whole thing together. It's what creates the stakes. It's what I mean. He yeah, he presents himself as let's see, Black Superman, and he's yeah. cool from the start to the yeah. finish of the movie. Yeah, I, and I think like a, you kind of sold me. <laughs> you kind of sold me. Mm-hmm. And like. Because he's so futuristic and badass, I think his character enhances Vanessa Kirby's performance. Um, I don't know that I agree with that last part. I don't really think Vanessa Kirby's performance and Idris Elba's performance, honestly, they don't even like intersect Mm -hmm. very much, right? Um, But... I do think that he is the kind of the glue for this movie, holding it together. Mm-hmm. Like if he sucks or his character sucks, 
Which, to be clear, it doesn't. It's actually kind of a fun, interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like, I think the writers did a good job with. Of, like, a guy oh. who is, like, desperate for physical recovery. So much so that, like, he enhances his, He sort of signs up to, like, put himself in chains. He's kind of in chains, right? Like, he's controlled by the director and does what... And is at the director's whim... So much so that he even gets, like, he understands he's just going to get killed at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when it comes to his time, he's like, that's it. Um, Yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic for his character, and I think, like, he finds it and does it. Idris does, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, yeah, he's in a tricky position, too, because they set up that dynamic where he has this history with Shaw, they were friends and other enemies, and then he, the director, tells him, "No, you got to go convert him." And the kind of like electric chair torture scene, you can see him going back and forth. Yeah, and yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to do the role. All right, so we've talked about Idris Elba. Now we got to talk about Vanessa Kirby. Mm-hmm. She's great. Yeah. <laughs> She's just good. She is having fun. She is good at the action stuff. She's good at the sexy stuff. She's good at the funny stuff. She's good at the emotional shit. Even though, like, it's it it's almost like... This is going to sound like kind of a knock on Vanessa Kirby, but it's like almost... She's almost too, too good because you're watching this movie and you're like, yeah, this movie's fucking dumb, whatever. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it gets to like a Vanessa Kirby speech and you're like, oh, fuck. What movie is she in? She's in an incredible movie. I would like mm-hmm. to watch the whole movie of that movie. Can we just do that? And then it goes back to the fucking rock being stupid and all that sort of shit. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think she's completely stand out. I think nothing else in this movie really compares to her. And uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's my list. Yeah, I liked her performance, but I thought that, like, I don't know, like the the end result of like her her relationship with Deckard and the sort of like the arc that they have to take around. Oh, I thought you killed all your. I thought you killed your team, and now at the end, turns out you didn't, and now we can be close again. Yeah. Kind of soft. Right, but, like, is that her fault? Not her fault. No. Her fault? Yeah. I agree, but I I will agree with you, like, her character is not even close to written as well as Idris Elba's, right? Or, Mm -hmm. like, developed as well as Idris Elba's. It's like... I don't like the stuff where like, oh, we were all kids and then one day like you were a criminal and I became a cop and that's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I would actually really like a little more of her pieces of like coming up in the whatever is called the secret agent service. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So recap. I'm amending my list on the recap. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. Number five, Kevin Hart. As uh-huh. agent, as, as, 
Uh, Air Marshal, what's his name? Uh, Dinkley. Dinkley. Good name. Number four, Isaac Gonzalez is Madam M. Number three, Cliff Curtis is Jonah Hobbs. <laughs> Number two, Idris Elba as Brixton. Number one, Vanessa Kirby as Hattie Shaw. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm going five, Professor Andreco, Eddie Marzan. Four, Hobbs' mom, Safina, Lori Pelinese Tuzano. Three, Air Marshal Dinkley, Kevin Hart. Two, Hattie Vanessa Kirby. One, Brixton. Idris Elba. Beautiful. All right. Not bad. If you got questions or want to yell at us about our list or our opinions about any of the movies we've talked about, hit us up. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to yeah. argue. Always. <laughs> Always. Mm-hmm. Or have my mind changed. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. All right. You want to do shout outs? Sure. Uh, what you got? Uh, I'm going anti this week. Sick. Going anti shout out to my shitty internet service provider, Optimum. Mm. Wow. Mm, a classic anti shout out. Bring it classic back. Classic anti shout out. <laughs> I've had I've been a customer of Optimum for basically as long as I've lived in New York and it's been okay. And uh until this week, and it's been terrible. It's mm. one of those things where, like, when I really need it the most, I'd say, oh, I've always had speed. It's there. When I sort of need it, it goes out occasionally fine. But, yeah, Justin and I have been on a lot of video calls, and we yeah. just get full, st- yeah, like, full stop, nothing, and horrible timing. Yeah, it sucks. It's been bad. We had gotta, outages this week. Do you week. pay for, like, the, a top-tier speed? Or you're like kind of. I'm at 200. 200 megabits. It's pretty good. That should be. It's not the highest for video calling. It should be, but yeah, I got problems. Like, if I do a video call and she's doing a video call at the same time, doesn't work. How's your router? Maybe get a better router. There's could be my routers out there these days. Yeah. Get a big fat. I'm probably due for a new one. Fucking big dick swinging router. (laughs) The whole thing about it. It was it's it seems like it wasn't our router's fault this time. Mm. Like we had like neighborhood wide service uh, outages. Right. And I mean yeah, Optimum was, does suck. I don't want to defend them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the whole thing. I've I've had like acceptable level of service for many years. Like yeah. acceptable in that it wasn't perfect, but like, you know, it worked most of the time, which is enough. Now it's getting worse and worse. The one thing I will say about every internet, every shitty internet provider, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if this is an obligation or what, but like, if you call them with the problem, which I assume you did, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I gave them a call. Um, once it's resolved, you can sort of like track the start point for the call. So if you called on a Thursday and it gets resolved on like a Monday, that's four mm-hmm. days of like subpar service. You can be like, all right, you give me a credit for four days. And usually they will do it. Mm-hmm. They'll take like four days worth of service off your bill. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. It doesn't go full out, but it gets unstable. So that it'll be connected. Part. Yeah, it'll be connected and then it'll just like waver and then get very choppy and then it'll come back. No. Get Which is... that credit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, yeah. 
I just need that internet like juicing every pore of my veins. Yeah, I want full time. strength. Yeah, full strength black coffee, like yeah, hot black internet service. I just moved, so I down I had to downgrade internet. I had like fiber, ultimate fiber shit when I was mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of town. Now I moved out of the suburbs, and I had to put in a fiber order because there hasn't been a hookup at the house here. Mm-hmm. It takes like eight weeks. Yikes! So I can get like regular ass internet, like mm-hmm. VDSL line internet. In the meantime, but mm-hmm. it does the job. It's yeah. Fine. Anyway, all right. Anti shout out, Optimum, formerly Time Warner Cable. Is that true? Hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not that long time of a customer. Gotcha. It was always Optimum for me. Gotcha. Um, my shout out. It's sort of a mix. It's a. It's mm-hmm. not a mix. It's mostly positive. I went to a very very good meal last night. Hmm. I went to a 22-course tasting. 22? 22 courses. Goodness. My American friend Michael invited me to go to this thing or to, like, have dinner at this place. I said yes. Mm Mm-hmm. It was wild, bro. I'd never eaten anything like it. So, like, when they do a 22, is it, like, one at a time or are they serving you, like, four at a time? No, it's one at a time. Is this an all-day event? I, no, I don't have time like to be served 20. to 10. Mm-hmm. 10, 15. So it's like a three-hour meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, like, pump them. They don't, like, pump them, but, like, they do one, and then they introduce it, and, like, you eat it, and you talk about it with who you're with. But, like, while you're eating it and talking about it, they're, like, prepping the next thing. Mm. And they're not, like, a hamburger... And then, like, a tuna sandwich. You know, it's right. not, like, big stuff. It's, like, a bite or, like, a couple bites. And then, like, a bite and a couple bites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's some wild-ass shit, though. Um, what were some yeah. of the standout courses here? All right, so I had a, a smoked tomato. That was very good. They, like, nice. smoked a tomato all day. And then they covered it in, like, burnt Oof. green shit. I take one bite out of that. uh, They put some like juice and oil around it and stuff. It was incredible. Um, What else was standout? They had this like snapper. I had a little piece of snapper that was like in an egg yolk that had saffron in it. Ooh. It was wild. Ooh, (laughs) yeah. They had a piece of meat that was very good. Um, Most of them were like, I mean, very small. They had this like little sort of sushi style thing where it was uzo, uzo, uzu, which is like a Japanese vegetable or something like that mm-hmm. on top of like raw fish and then like caviar on top. And it was like smoked caviar or something. Ooh, yeah. Man, it was good. It was like a good ass fucking dinner. It was at a place called Pasture in uh, Auckland. Um, It was expensive. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like it was good food and it sounds like it was well thought out. Yep. And you paid for it. I sure <laughs> did. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good expenditure, though. I feel a lot poorer today. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think things should be that expensive. <laughs> it was really expensive. I was expecting... I didn't really know. I should have mm-hmm. checked. I didn't mm. really know. And I went in thinking, like, it'll be expensive. Mm-hmm. It was expensive. <laughs> It was more expensive than I was considering. <laughs> That's always by scary, a margin, too. By a margin. Yeah. 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 Well. So. Not fun. Would you do it again if you knew how much it cost ahead nope. of time? <laughs> good. Not That's that good. That's sort of the anti part of this. Yeah. Like, Mostly great yeah. experience, great meal. Loved every Way too part expensive. Of it, except yeah. the bill. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, I mean, like, I just can't, I couldn't do it again if I, yeah, I just couldn't. And if I'd known on the outset that this meal was going to cost me $650, <laughs> yeah, I would have said, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. I'll go yeah. somewhere else. Mm, three times, six times. I'll go somewhere else. Twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from the same guy who is passionate about McDonald's. I love McDonald's. That's all right. I so love it's, food. I it's like the spectrum. You gotta, you gotta food. go both sides. I loved this food. This food was delicious. They had fucking like white asparagus with fucking like. Vinegar, bergamot Ooh, vinegar, yeah. some bullshit like that. I don't even elderflower. You know, it's all that kind of shit. It was crazy. It was delicious. Yeah. Not a fucking chance, but I gotta do this. Knowing <laughs> 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 how much not a fucking chance. Not one second would I consider it. Mm-hmm. So go. If you're into that stuff, if you've been to that kind of stuff, let us know on Twitter at Nolt Podcast. Uh, if you want to get in a fight, fucking rate and review us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, your mom, I don't know. <laughs> um, no One Likes Tuna Podcast on Instagram, gmail.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast, uh, patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. Now, I promise, once I'm done with this stupid ass job, which will be in a couple of weeks. We'll put the next Riddick episode up. Couple of weeks. Hang on. It'll be up this on this cycle, this billing cycle. Mm-hmm. February. That's my solemn vow. Even if I have to do it myself. No, I mean I'm gonna okay, watch. Cool. You'll be there. You know. You know. <laughs> Anything else you got, Daryl? That's it for me. Cool, bro. Next week we are doing what movie? Five? Fast five. Five, mm-hmm. fast five. Fast five. All right. Well, I will talk to you then. Sounds Have good. Have a great week. Thanks, Nick. You as well.